we need to talk about how successful people think. And this is an important conversation because you may be focusing on what you don't have, or you may even be focusing on what other people have. And that is a complete distraction when you should be focusing on how you can start thinking at a higher level. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So let's do it. Welcome to the Dream Lifestyle Podcast, where the focus and mission is to help you become the best version of yourself so you can craft your dream lifestyle. I'm super excited about today's episode because we are going to have a conversation that we really need to have about how successful people think. And this is a very important conversation um, because it's something that I discovered um, that really is the difference between the people that are successful and the people that want to be successful. And this is not going to be another one of those improve your mindset type of conversations that is super cliche. But at some point, you do have to just look at the facts. And what do I mean by the facts? That when enough successful people say, hey, I improved my mindset. Hey, I invested in myself. Hey, I shifted my mindset. I shifted my perspective. I shifted the way I started thinking. Um, at some point, you got to start actually lending some credence and credibility to the fact, okay, I have to at least explore this mindset improvement, this self-development, this personal development thing, um, whatever it may mean for you, because it means a lot of different things for a lot of different people, um, because there's so many different starting points. But at some point, we have to start actually just accepting the fact that if we want to improve our life, if we want to reach higher heights, we have to elevate our level of thinking. And in this conversation, I'm going to be sharing with you some things that I've learned um, just through my interactions and through some of my relationships with people that I consider successful, um, people that, you know, honestly, I would think globally they would be considered successful. Um, and I'm really honored to have those types of relationships and just things that I've learned in, in my own journey, just because they are things that I noticed, things that I observed Um through my journey as an entrepreneur, as a creator, um, you know, just as a professional in my space, that you know, I just noticed a lot of commonalities. You know, because again, thankfully, I I know a lot of successful people in a lot of different areas, and within each of these areas, there there are common things, there are common traits, especially in the lane of thinking, um, that I think are very important and. We're going to talk about them and they're going to be very practical because um, I like practicality. Um, I don't necessarily like I can go high level, high concept, but I really like practical just because that's what's really going to help you. Um, and in this conversation, I really believe that the three things I'm going to share with you are going to be super helpful. Um, and with them being helpful, I want you to really figure out how you can implement them in your life. And so. The first thing that I kind of want to start with in this conversation when you think about or when you try to consider how successful people think is that successful people really think about solutions. They, they think about solutions. And what I mean by that is they have a different sequence in the way in which they handle issues as they arise. So what this means is for most people, the common person deals with their issues and their problems that, you know, expectedly or unexpectedly arrive by identifying the problem, finding the cause of the problem, then trying to assess the solution to the problem. Whereas successful people, they identify the problem, solve the problem, then they identify the cause of the problem. And I know that may, that may not sound like a really big 
um, change, but there is a world of difference in the way in which that looks and how that's executed. And here's why. Because when you take the time to identify the problem, right, that should always be step number one. You have to be able to identify a problem to solve a problem. But when you decide to go into actual problem solving mode, you're actually giving yourself an opportunity to grow because you're just thinking about, okay, how do I solve this problem? Right? Like your first response is solving the problem. You're not thinking about how it happened. You're not thinking about why it happened. You just have a challenge in front of you. And it's just a matter of, okay, I need to do whatever's necessary to overcome this challenge. Right. And I talked about in a previous episode about how risk versus challenges when you get more information, gain knowledge and things like that, uh, master skills that you basically turn the things that are risks into challenges. And so with challenges, you have opportunities to grow. Right. But with that, the successful people, they focus so much on, you know, the solution to the problem that they're almost training themselves. They've trained their brains to just think about, okay, no matter what problem is in front of me, I can grow from this. And in that, their first response is solving the problem. Now, once the problem is solved, it's a lot easier to then go back and consider, okay, well, how did this happen? How did we get here? What caused this, right? And that's significant just because it's much easier to examine why a problem happened after you've already solved it, as opposed to you spend so much time, and this is where a lot of people make the mistake, you spend so much time thinking about, you know, well, why did this happen? How did this happen? You know, who's to blame, right? We try to find who, what's what's the reason for all this, right? As opposed to focusing on the solution first. But you spend so much time and energy thinking about why something happened, how it happened, that is just draining because, and, and this is, I'm generalizing it because sometimes depending on the issue, you can quickly find the, the reason for a problem. Um, other times it, it really might take some time to you before you really get to the root cause of why an issue obstacle arises. But when you think about just the process of figuring that out, you want to make sure that you have energy to do so. And so when your first response is to figure out the cause, you are literally draining your energy because it's stressful. It's kind of like, you know, because it's kind of like once you discover the reason for the problem, well, then what, right? You spent all that time, energy, and effort trying to figure out the cause. You still have the problem to solve, <laughs> you know? So because you still have the problem to solve, why not use that energy up front to actually solve it, then go back and examine, you know, why this happened. And this was something that, you know, I, I learned pretty quickly um, after hanging out with, um, you know, a lot of athletes, hanging out with a lot of professionals and things like that, that they always seemed to focus on solving problems, then doubling back on the why it happened. And then from there, they were with a clear mind able to really assess okay, well, if that's the reason, here are the changes that we need to make. Here's the systems we need to put in place. So that way that problem doesn't happen again. But they always did it from a place of confidence. They did it from a place of peace. And it was honestly interesting to see. And it's something that I started implementing in my own life. And within that, I've been able to see a complete increase in my finances. I've been able to see a a complete increase in my productivity. Um, just because when I take the time to focus on solutions first, very solution-based, like any problem anyone brings to me, my first thought is, all right, how do we solve it first? And that has made a world of difference. I'm not stressed out about problems. Problems don't stress me out. 
Um, you know, and that's not to say every problem I, I encounter easy because, you know, it's it's not a um, measuring contest on who has worse problems. I don't I don't feel like getting wrapped up into a struggle off of anybody. But the thing about everyone's quote unquote problems and obstacles is that problems really do indicate your position, because depending on what position you're in, you are going to be designated a certain level of problem. So, for example, someone that's making $70,000 a year, the problems that they face probably are very different from the person that is making $700,000 a year. Those are two different levels of problems. And with that example, I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they try to create this, this facade that problems just aren't going to exist, that you should do whatever you can to just eliminate problems and obstacles. And I just think it's a waste of time. Now, not to say you shouldn't do what you can to, you know, mitigate and try to, you know, um, lessen the amount of problems that can exist because you absolutely should, right? You still want to work efficiently or whatever. And this applies to any area in life. But the truth is stuff happens. That's just the truth. Stuff happens. You can plan as well as you want, um, you know, you can be as, as, as articulate and detailed as you want with your planning and just with everything stuff happens sometimes. And with that, it's more of a, a thing about, okay, what is your response to the problem as opposed to how do you try to, you know, how do you try to not experience the problem? Because if you can be quick to respond in a solution-based manner, you give yourself the best chance. Because the thing is, if you are able to solve problems quick, especially a whole wide range of problems, you give yourself the opportunity to build confidence. You give the opportunity to really see what you know, because when you're really under the gun, under that level of pressure, you're really able to see, okay, has what I've learned or what I've been working on uh, in any in any area of my life, like, is it actually implementing itself? Like, is it, has it actually set in? Is it actually working? Um, and I'll, I'll give you guys a real example for myself. I remember financially, um, and even still to this day, you know, where, where if, if I find myself in a tight spot, let's say, if I find myself in a tight spot where it's like, Ooh, okay, we got to figure something out here. Right. Like we all have those moments, but when I'm in those moments, because I've been in those tight spots and I've been very solution based. I've been able to really implement a lot of the financial education and just financial knowledge that I've learned. I've been able to implement it in real time. And because I've been able to implement that knowledge in real time, it's allowed me to build confidence in my ability to make financial decisions. Now, we still go back and examine why and how these things happen, but it's from a different place. Uh, it's from a place of confidence as opposed to a place of stress because I decided, let me look at this first from a solution-based perspective. And so as a result of that, it's not, and it, this applies to not even just money, but even when you think about, you know, how you handle relationships and communication with friends and things like that, right? If I've been working on, just another example, if I've been working on how to communicate, and I'm trying to work on my patience, let's say. And, you know, during at one point in time, I used to have, you know, a quick trigger to anger and I was, you know, just quick to just say, speak without thinking, things of that nature. But if I take the time to, to learn, OK, how to control um, my speech, how to really think things through, thinking before speaking, all the things that, you know, grandmama used to tell us when we were younger. 
if I'm not actually presented with an opportunity to apply that knowledge, how do I actually know that it's working? How do I actually know that I've grown in that area? And I think that's the that's a, a really um, missed thing when it comes to issues that we encounter, just because they really are opportunities for us to really know where we are. Like I can tell a lot about a person in, in terms of who they are and what they believe based on how they handle pressure. Um, you know, for me, like I know if someone's really a friend based on disagreement, based on conflict. Like some of my closest friends, we've had conflict. Like we've had real conversations with conflict. And that's not to say, it, you know, it's like our entire relationship and friendship is based on um, problems and troubles, but it's in those difficult moments. It's it's in those obstacles where you're able to really just evaluate where you are, where somebody else is, so on and so forth. We're able to just get a true test, true baseline of just where things are at. And so in that, that's the one thing I've noticed really about all successful people is that when they are encountered with problems, when they are encountered with obstacles and things that to other people would bury them, so to speak, they are very focused on finding the solution first, then doubling back to figure out the cause. And I think that's a very uh, important thing that you should implement into your life in some way, shape, or form, trying to be solution-based as opposed to problem-based. Like I remember this was one of the lessons that my dad taught me, and I don't, I don't th- think he taught me um, I don't think he really taught it to me uh, like overtly. Like, I don't think he really like sat me down and said, son, make sure you're solution based. But it was something I really noticed in him with everything that he's built with our church and everything like that. But he was, he's always very solution based and, and working with him. You know, that's one thing. If I bring a problem to him, if I bring something, Hey dad, we got to think about this. He's always just like, well, what are we going to do? And, and, and that's why I appreciate my dad. And, you know, I understand not everybody may not be in the position to have somebody like their father, but it just taught me, okay, if I do have an issue, if there is a problem, I better have some level, some sort of solution with, to that problem. And at that point, you know, we can figure out what's the best course of action. But number one is identifying the problem. But number two is solving the problem. The energy and focus should be solving the problem, not figuring out why it happened. We can deal with that later. So that's the first thing. It's just the successful people, they think very solution-based. Um, and that's something that, again, you can apply that to any area of your life, but I'm encouraging you to be solution-based. Be solution-based in your thinking. Be solution-based as you encounter different obstacles in your life. Um, because you will. I mean, it's it's not... Um, there is no such thing as as a life with no obstacles. Um, and if it was, that person probably didn't have much because I say it here all the time that anything worth having is hard to get. So if it's hard to get, that means you're going to encounter some issues. You're going to encounter some problems. So you're going to have to overcome some stuff. And so as you encounter these things, these hardships, you better make sure that you are solution-based. So that's number one. Um, but kind of moving on the the second thing that I've really noticed from a lot of successful people and this is this really successful people always think a step ahead what do I mean by that they they never are just in the moment but they also have really good foresight on just what the next step is it's it I've been really blessed to know some amazing professional athletes 
um, amazing entrepreneurs, creators. And one thing that has always amazed me, and it's something that I'm I'm still working on. I'm I'm okay at it. I'm okay at it, but I would say I want to do I do want to get better at it. But they're always thinking about the next step. And how does this look practically? So in a practical example, you know, it's it's never okay. We're going to make this decision for this next step. It's well, what are the effects of this decision for future? Right? What is my future positioning as a result of this decision? Um, I give it. I'll give you guys an example. And this 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 was an experience that truly just shifted my perspective on just working hard um, and just kind of just always thinking next step. Uh, when, when I was in college, um, played at Virginia, and one of my teammates, Malcolm Brogdon, we, we played um, Syracuse. We lost to Syracuse in the Elite Eight. I believe it was the, the Elite Eight. But it was the Elite Eight. We, we lost to Syracuse, and it was like a Friday night game or something like that. Uh, we got back to Charlottesville at like 1 a.m., something like that. It was super, super late. Um, and for most guys, you know, rightfully so, once the season's done, you know, it's emotional. It's kind of like, wow, like, you know, what a run. And then guys usually take time off. Um, and that's totally understandable. It's, it's a long season. It's a grind. But I just remember the very next morning, I, I had gone in early to the gym to get shots up or something like that. And I just remember getting there super early. It was like maybe 6.30, 7 a.m. in the morning or something like that. And Malcolm was in the gym preparing for the NBA draft already. Like literally, we had just lost. He had played his final college game that night before, and the very next day he was preparing for the draft. And this was a super important lesson for me. And he doesn't know he doesn't know that like this is what I got from watching him. But I remember just going to the gym, seeing him already working out, full sweat. And I'm just like, what in the world? Like we just lost. Like I would have thought, you know, this is the last year. Like he's, you know, probably processing and everything like that, but he was focused on the next step. And for him, it was the NBA. It was preparing for the NBA. And, you know, for those of you that may not know, like when you're preparing for the NBA and the NBA draft and everything like that, you, you basically want to be in the best shape of your life. And so to see him basically, and I, and I don't know, and I need to actually have this conversation with him, but I witnessed him from afar compartmentalize, okay, the loss, because he could have, like I said earlier, he could have just took taken a day or two and really started thinking through, well, how did we lose? Why did this happen? Why me? You know, but his next focus was just the next step, right? It wasn't a, okay, well, college career is over. Let me take a day. It was, okay, well, what's the next thing? It's let's get to the next step. Right. It was it, the, the, the problem or the 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 occurrence of the loss in that in the example was in one ear out the other. OK, we got to go to the next thing. And when I witnessed just how hard he was working um, and then to see him just uh, ascend to be the player that he is in the NBA now, um, you know, he ends up winning the rookie of the year, the first second round pick to ever win rookie of the year. And so anytime I see when I saw him win that award, I always think back to that mo- that Saturday morning when I saw him working. And it's just like, it makes sense. It makes sense that here's a guy that would break a NBA record because he was thinking the, about the next step. Like, yes, there is there's value and importance in knowing where you are and everything like that. But when you are aware of the next step, you are able to properly assess when it is time to, again, reflect 
versus when it's time to get to work. And when it's time to get to work, there's no time to reflect. And there are seasons. Every season requires different different types of focus. So there's going to be seasons where you're going to have to really grind and get to work. And there's going to be seasons when you actually can take a breath and and you know reflect on things. And for him, in in his example, in his situation that I was able to witness, that was his time to work. And obviously it led to him having great success because he's focused on on the next thing. And so with that, with him being focused on the next thing, it's it's important that when you think about, you know, the 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 process to to your goals, you think about the process to creating your dream lifestyle, you want to make sure that you do have certain milestones in place that allow you to be just aware and cognizant of what the next thing is. So that way, when you do accomplish something, when you do finish something, when the time for one thing is ended, you know, okay, is this the time for me to enter work mode? Or is this the time for me to enter into relaxation, reflecting mode? And again, a lot of situations dictate and determine uh, what type of mode you need to be in. But that's where you have to be really honest with yourself and brutal. Because when it's time to work, it's time to work. You know, you don't want to go into situations and opportunities unprepared. So you want to be as prepared as possible. And when you're aware of, okay, I have to think about the next step. You are basically going to do whatever it takes. You know, you're going to put yourself in position to do what it takes. And it's something that I certainly implement as I build, you know, my media company, marketing agency. And as I'm building even um, this podcast and Craft Your Dream and everything, I always do my best to think about the next step. And sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's not because you do need information. You do need certain skills to really get good at it. But it is a really good way, again, to really assess, okay, is this a time for me to just relax or is this a time for me to get to work? And I think this is something that a lot of people miss because we people are very quick to go into relaxation mode. People will find any reason to find – to people, people will use any excuse to relax. And while that's cool, nothing wrong with it um, – If you want to vacation and do all that stuff, that's wonderful. But for those of us that really are trying to create a certain type of lifestyle and we're trying to create the type of lifestyle that lasts and has an impact and everything like that, we have to be very clear on what the next step is so that we can determine and dictate, okay, when is it time to lock in with work and when is it time to reflect? Because in reflection, you know, no secret there. There's a lot of value in reflection, but when it's time to get to work, it's time to get to work. And that was just a lesson that I saw just from, and that's one example of many I could give, but you want to make sure that you're thinking about what's the next step. Okay. So after you complete step one, like what, just what the step two look like, you might not have it all the way figured out, but what's the best way you can prepare to complete step one but also be somewhat or at least begin the preparation process for step two. So that way you're not allowing there to be a gap. Like you are allowing that momentum to really build um, as you ascend towards your goals and crafting your dream lifestyle. So that's like the second thing that I've, I've seen and really witnessed um, and experienced in my, in my own life of where it's like, okay, well, what's the next thing? Okay. I save this amount of money. Okay, cool. What's the next thing? Okay, cool. I need to keep my foot on the pedal. I got to keep working. I got to keep trying. And then once there's a certain level and you understand what the next step is, okay, let's, let's relax for a day or two. Let's relax for a week, you know, depending. 
but it, it's different for everybody. But this is where, you know, that self-awareness and things like that, that I talk about. But again, successful people think about the next step. Okay. Successful people think about the next step. And the, the third thing that I've noticed, and I think this is the most important one out of the two that I just named, successful people think about purpose. Successful people have a purpose behind whatever it is that they are doing, whatever it is that they are building. They have a reason as to why they are successful. And most of the time, they are not successful just for their own reason. Most of the time, they are successful because they are working to solve a problem. They're successful because they are working to impact uh, someone else's life. They, they, are, they have a purpose behind whatever it is that they're doing. There's a reason behind why they work so hard and why they put the effort in in the manner in which they do. And purpose is something that is missed by a lot because a lot of people just do stuff. I think if you watch social media at all, there are a lot of people just doing stuff because it sounds good, doing stuff because it looks cool, just doing stuff. And while that may result in instant gratification, you may hit a quick lick on success. But when you think about sustained success, when you think about sustaining your greatness, you want to make sure that you have a purpose tied to that. Because when you have a purpose tied to it, you're going to want to keep going because you want to make you want to put your goal in a place where it is it is serving something that is bigger than you. Like for me, with with one of the things that has truly helped me um, in my basketball career and now as an entrepreneur um, creator, that the life that I want to create is much bigger than me. I want to create something for my future kids. I want to create something for my family. I want to create something um, that impacts people all over the world. That's my why. And again, this isn't the cliche, what's your why or improve your mind, but this stuff is real. Like at some point you have to, again, you just got to, you just got to try it out. You just got to take a look at it. Right. But the successful people, they think about purpose. There is a reason. There's usually a pain point. There's usually some sort of pain point story as to why they're doing what they're doing. And so when you think about where you want to go in your life, no matter how big or small the goal is, there has to be a purpose and purpose is not something that you should be afraid of. I think that's because purpose is one of those topics that is so important that I think a lot of people are scared of it because they don't know how to answer it. And the truth is you can assign yourself purpose because purpose, you need to pursue your purpose. So you can assign yourself a purpose. Just say, you know what? Okay. I want to do this because it's going to help um, other people. Like your purpose has nothing to do with you. It's going to impact others. So, but you can assign purpose to an action. You can assign purpose to a goal. And when you understand you have a purpose to the goal that truly matters to you, like that purpose matters to you. And this is important. It matters to you, not not matters to your family, not matters to your friends. Like you have a purpose to the goal that really matters to you. You are basically giving yourself the tools to overcome the obstacles. You're giving yourself the tools to think solution first and not cause first. You're giving yourself the tools to think next step because there is an expectation that you're going to get step one done. So when you have a purpose behind whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is you're trying to build, whatever it is that you're trying to create, the life you want to create for yourself, you want to assign 
purpose. And once I assigned purpose for myself, once I got very clear, okay, this is what I want to do with Craft Your Dream. I want to impact people all over the world to realize that their goal is possible and I want them to really put action behind it. I want them to really discover the gifts that God has given them. I want them to unearth the dreams and the the, the ambitions that God has given them and I want them to walk in that. That is my purpose, which is why I show up here every week. That's why I show up the way I do in the Dream Society. That's why I show up and putting on the, the Dreamer Symposium the way that I do. But everything that I do within Craft Your Dream, within 10 Media, within my relationships, within just every area of my life, there's purpose behind it. I assign purpose. It all matters. The details matter. The small things matter. And because I've assigned purpose, it's a complete trickle-down effect because everything matters. And so because of that, I make sure that everything is at an excellent level. Now, that's not to say I'm perfect because I'm not perfect, but I've assigned purpose to it. And because I've assigned purpose, I'm going to put action and I'm going to, again, give myself the tools to overcome whatever I need to overcome. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope in some way, shape or form that you got some value out of this conversation um, as we talked about just how successful people think. Um, So again, very practical stuff. Very, very practical stuff. All right. I want you to start thinking solution based. I want you to try out to start thinking about the next step. And I want you to start thinking about purpose and assign purpose, like really put action behind this stuff. Don't just allow this to be a great podcast you hear and then it just falls to the wayside. You just have you just put this good information on a shelf somewhere. Make sure that you're actually implementing this stuff so that way you can actually start seeing change in your life. But as always, it's it's always a pleasure talking with you guys. Um, I really appreciate you guys for checking it out. If you haven't already, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Um, leave a review if you're listening to me on a podcast platform but always remember your dream is possible as long as you are willing to work for it i'll see you guys next week